0: FALLEN THRONE, CHAPTER SEVENTEEN If anyone had doubts about our arrival in Balthwell, they should be put to rest now, Jenner said to Mal, as the two of them, along with Christian and Erica, were escorted to the castle by Skeltis and six armed guards. The guards' armor was emblazoned with the white line of Balthon, and each carried a spear and body shield covered head to toe in thick, heavy plate. Skeltus wore the crest, but his armor was a mismatch of scale, wooden slats, and iron rings. His weapon was quite unusual as well. He forewent the spear and shield for a quarterstaff that had curved blades at both ends. They had allowed them to bring their weapons, for what bit of comfort it granted them. Mao and Christian seemed ill at ease, while Erika talked about how much she wanted to see the castle. From the kings, it was a quarter-mile walk up a hill to the plateau where the castle sat. It towered high above them, the spires going far up into the sky. Christian said it was a trick because of how the land sloped away from the base of it, but they were impressed all the same. When they arrived at the gate the doors swung open as they approached Skeltis led them across the courtyard to the main entrance Jenner was surprised by how little seemed to be going on a few soldiers were running drills but otherwise the area inside the interior wall was vacant Does this strike anyone else as odd Jenner asked in a whisper Erica and Christian both shrugged but Mal nodded her agreement. They were led in through the front doors into a large hallway, which they followed until they reached the end of the hall and then stopped in front of a pair of large oak double doors, also emblazoned with the line of Balthon. Wait here. An attendant will be with you in a few minutes, Skelta said. The guards formed up behind him and they left the way they came, walking out through the front door. Jenner started to ask a question, but Skeltis ignored him, making straight for the back of the hall. Jenner looked around, confused. The place was empty. Okay, something is up, Jenner said, after several minutes passed. What's wrong? Erica asked. Look around, Jenner said. He spread his arms out to his side to encompass the place. Where is everyone? There's no maids, no butlers, no servants. I could hear a pin drop, and we're in the main hall. My mansion was a tenth of this size, and we would have tripped over at least two maids in the amount of time we've been standing here, and we've seen nary a soul. Mal shook her head, taking the step it took to close the distance between her and Jenner, and wrapped him across the back of his head with her cane. Attens she said, looking at him. She cupped a hand to her ear and looked at him, then motioned all around. Jenner shrugged and nodded, lowering his voice. What's going on? Erica asked Christian. Mal thinks someone might be listening to us, Christian said in a low voice. Mal smiled and winked. They continued to stand around, except Jenner, who chose to lean against the wall. There's not even a decent painting or tapestry in the place. What king allows this kind of impression of himself to be had? Jenner said to no one in particular, though in a quieter tone of voice than his earlier statement. Erica giggled, while Mao and Christian remained silent. Their legs were just starting to tire when they heard a door open from down the hall. It was impossible to miss, the echo of the knob turning bouncing off the bare walls and unpadded floor. A woman, accompanied by a young child, walked out and started down towards them. Mina, Erica said as the two approached. The child looked up and smiled as she recognized Erica. Did you come to play with me? she asked, letting go of the older woman's hand and running up to Erica. Mina! "'the woman said, chastising her. "'I apologize for my daughter's behavior.' "'She continued to walk forward "'and stopped once she was within a few feet of them. "'My name is Michelle, and this is my daughter Mina. "'I am the head of King Geddon's servants, "'and Mina is my assistant.' "'Michelle gave them a slight nod of her head, "'while Mina bowed, curtsying. "'I am,' Jenner started, "'Jenner repulsed, and your traveling companions Sapphire, Christian, and Mao. "'I was told you would be arriving, though you're here much later than I expected. "'Sorry for the delay, but the chores here are extensive.' "'I pray they are not left to just you and your daughter,' Jenner said, "'withholding any sarcasm from his comment. "'His Majesty prefers a sparse lifestyle, "'and does not surround himself in more servants than is necessary.' do you want to go play together? I'm done with my chores for today, so we can go. Do you want to? Mina asked Erica, tugging on her sleeve. Mina, where are your matters? Michelle said, walking over and taking Mina by the hand and pulling her away from Erica. It's all right, Miss, Erica began. Thank you, but no, it is not. Mina will one day be an attendant unto her own, and she must exhibit self-control. You have an audience with King Geddon. Let me see if he is prepared to receive you. Michelle turned to her daughter and addressed her, looking down at the girl. Now behave yourself and act appropriately while I go talk to the king, Michelle said, pointing a finger at Mina. Mina frowned, but nodded, standing up straight. You'll excuse me one minute," Michelle said, entering a door to the right of the large double doors. Once the door shuts, Mal turned to Jenner. are will actin estrange and etiquette," she said, speaking to Jenner very much like Michelle had spoken to Mina not so long ago. "I will be a paragon of manners and etiquette, Madame," Jenner said in a rich tone, bowing to Mal. Erica smiled but covered her mouth to keep from giggling. Mina did the same, then seemed to blush and stop herself, smiling but looking down at the floor. The door Michelle went in through opened again as Michelle stuck her head out. His Excellency will see you now, she said, then closed the door again. They all looked at each other with curious expressions, but Mina walked over to the double doors and stood in front of them. They watched her, then fell in line behind her, Mao and Jenner side by side, with Christian and Erica behind them. The doors swung open, revealing the grand hall and throne room within. Jenner thought the entrance to the castle had been the most disappointing thing he had seen so far, but he stood corrected. A scant four tapestries lined the walls leading to the throne, emblazoned with the white lions. Sconces were lit along a strip of carpet that led to the dais where the throne sat. The light flickered and danced as the doors opened, a draft causing them to whip around, casting shadow puppets along the walls as they walked in. There was no fanfare, no attendants, no guards. Jenner wondered if the enemies of the king knew how unprotected he left himself. At the end of the hall where the dais was, a worn-looking carpet rose up to the steps to where two thrones sat. The one on the left was empty. King Geddon sat sideways in his throne, looking aloof. Beside him stood an ancient-looking, paper-thin man in white robes, holding a large tome under one arm. A table was positioned near the base of the dais, and Michel sat in a chair, facing the approaching group. Mina walked up the carpet while the group followed behind. Once they reached the table, Michelle stood up and addressed them. Allow me the pleasure to introduce to you King Geddon Balthan of the Ramza Empire. Geddon's attention changed from staring off into space to them, as if he just now was aware that others were in his presence. Please bow, if it pleases you. Geddon said, addressing those in front of him. Mina, Erica, and Christian bowed, while Jenner started to, then caught himself, looking confused for a moment. Mal bowed, but kept her eyes on Geddon. Jenner realized he was the only one not bowing, and then finished his bow. So, I heard you have started making a name for yourself in my fair city, rescuing children from the fangs of those who would sell them like a dog or cat in the streets. "'Well, I do what any good citizen of your city would do, sire,' Jenner said, offering another bow. "'Do not be modest,' Geddon said, jumping up from his throne, then walking down the dais, taking two steps at a time. The elderly man followed, walking much more reserved. "'Heroism should be rewarded, yes,' he said, offering Erica a hand to shake. "'Heroism should be rewarded.' she replied, looking up at the king. See, even your companions agree, Geddon said, offering his hand to the rest of them. Mina moved to stand next to her mother, who was still seated at the table. As Geddon moved to introduce himself to Jenner and Mao, Christian tapped Erika on the shoulder, who looked embarrassed and just shrugged. You're here to make a name for yourself, yes? Geddon said to Jenner. Jenner paused, trying to choose his words. Well, I do not know what the—that the problem was so widespread. I, what can I do to help? Excellent, Geddon said. I'm sure you want to know why you've been invited here, yes? Jenner caught himself nodding before he could ponder it. You've come to Bothwell at a most fortuitous time. Slavers have been a plague on our city, even back during my father's rule. Every time the watch thwarts one, they escape, or another shows up. The captain of the Royal Guard, Roland Cross, used to be excellent at sniffing them out and exposing them. But, alas, I do not have him at my disposal like I used to. And while my personal guard captain is an excellent soldier and fighter, his powers of information gathering are, shall I say, lacking. As Geddon spoke, the old man set his book down on the table and flipped through its pages, while Michelle and Mina sat and listened to the conversation. "'But with you and your friends in town, I think I see a solution that could be mutually beneficial.' "'Wait a moment,' Jenner said. "'Forgive me for interrupting, but it sounds like you're offering a job.' "'Job is such a common word.' I wish to simply aid you and your companions in rooting out these dens of evil that are dwelling within my fair city. I have resources at my disposal, and you seem to have a knack for finding these places much like Roland does." It took all of Jenner's willpower to not make a comment about being compared to Roland. Geddon gave Jenner an amused smile. "'So you see, everyone wins!' You would be doing exactly as you are now, and I can reward you for your services. Uh, Well, your majesty, your offering is flattering, but I I will need to discuss it with my companions, Jenner said. Of course, of course, Geddon said, putting an arm around Jenner and Mao's shoulders and leading them to a side door in the Great Hall. I'll leave the four of you alone so you can talk amongst yourselves. Geddon let go of the two of them and opened the door, which revealed a small meeting room, a round, red-stained table surrounded by a dozen chairs, and doors leading off to other rooms. "'Michelle, bring our guests something to drink and eat while they talk,' Geddon said, turning back to walk towards the dais. Jenner looked like he was about to say something, but Mal shook her head, walking into the room. Christian and Erica followed, and Jenner shut the door behind them. Get in motion to the old man as he walked up and passed the throne. The old man nodded and followed, his steps slow at first, but his form shortening and widening, long black hair growing from his bald head and spilling down his back. The wrinkles on his face smoothed away into a fine white. Geddon pulled aside a tapestry behind the throne and pushed on a wall that gave way, followed, followed by the robed figure. Inside was a small chamber with a desk, a few chairs, and a large bookshelf filled with various volumes and scrolls. "'Is that them?' Geddon asked. "'Without a doubt,' the assassin spoke. "'I recognized the knave and the two kids from our fight on the carriage.' "'What about the Lennese woman?' "'She was not with them when they left Colment.' "'Well, she can help if she's with them now.' "'You should kill them and be done with it. "'The buyer for the girl still wants her, does he not?' "'Yes, but now that I find her here in my city, "'I would like to see for myself what she's worth.' "'And Arleska has taken such a fancy to her sister.' It's been months and she hasn't let her starve to death. How many other babes can we can that be said for? Geddon sounded enthusiastic, rubbing his hands together as he talked. Uh, none, sir. Exactly none. No reason to toss the sister aside yet. She may be worth more to me than the few thousand gold I was going to sell her for. Geddon turned his attention back to his hands. The assassin stood motionless, not even blinking. And anyway, this will work out fine. I can send them after merchants and guilds that have people too stubborn or willful for my gentle persuasions. And once they eliminate them, I'll throw them in jail for the murder or harassment of honest citizens. As you say, sir. You're free to go, Geddon said, looking at the woman. Let me know when they're ready to agree. How do you know they will, sir? Why, my unique and insightful knowledge of their desires, of course. Very well. The assassin turned and moved to walk out, shifting back to the old man. She returned to the table where Michelle was entertaining Mina, and stood next to her, offering a kind smile to Mina as the two played. I've never seen a harder decision between the lesser of two evils, Mal said. She had spent a few minutes checking the room for listening devices or spells, but she found none. The four of them sat around the circular table, discussing their options. But wouldn't the king's aid be a good thing? Erica asked. He seems to want the same things we do. I'm inclined to go along with his terms as well, Jenner said. Really, of everyone here, I thought you'd be the least likely to accept his help, Mal said. Oh, don't misunderstand. I don't trust the man, but I think we're better off being able to keep an eye on him and see what his plans are than to turn him down and possibly anger him and have him as an enemy, Jenner said. Does it seem strange to anyone else that the day after we were approached by someone about the kidnappings, less than a day later... Someone else contacts us? Christian asked. Yes, Mal and Jenner said in unison. Maybe the watch just informed the guards about us as well and came to contact us, Erica volunteered. A possibility, Mal said. Regardless, someone in the watch let them know. I wish my mother still lived in the city. Jenner said with regret. Her love of politics and gossips would be indispensable right now. We can figure all of that stuff out later. For now, we should just decide on helping. We can discuss the details once we are back home, Christian said. I agree with Christian, Erica added. Very well. We will ally ourselves with the king? Mao asked, looking at Jenner. He thought for a moment, then nodded. The four of them got up and left the room, returning to the throne room. Michelle looked up from the table, where she had given Mina some paper and charcoal to scribble pictures with. You've made a decision, Michelle asked. We feel the best course of action is to work together, Jenner said as they walked up to the table. Excellent. I will inform His Majesty, the old man said walking out a door on the opposite wall, near where they had come in. Who is that? Jenner asked, once the man had left the chamber. That is Geddon's advisor and scribe, Linus. He also keeps tabs on the treasury and the king's expenses, Michelle said. Here, Sapphire, this is for you, Mina said, sliding off her chair, holding a sheet of paper in her hand she walked over to Erica and handed it to her. On it was a drawing of two stick people by what looked to be a river, and they had flowers in their hands. The sun was in the sky, and there was a building that looked like a castle in the background. Is this us? Erica asked, pointing at the two figures. Uh-huh. Well, since you'll probably be seeing more of us, you can call me Erica. Sapphire's just my acting name, Erica explained to Mina. Mina frowned, looking disappointed. What's the matter? Erica asked. I like Sapphire better, Mina said with a pout. "Eh, So did I, but it'll make things easier if you just call me Erica. Everyone else does. Christian looked to Jenner, who shrugged. Erica took the piece of charcoal and wrote her and Mina's name at the bottom of the picture. Mina smiled her approval. Good times all around, no? The voice belonged to Geddon, who entered the room with Linus. So, uh, we're in business? Geddon asked. Indeed we are, Jenner said. Excellent. We can discuss our first move. Uh, "'Actually, we already have a lead,' Jenner said. "'Oh, um, yeah, a couple whose child I rescued. "'They said they had some information that might prove valuable. "'They asked for us to come by the watch and the kings when we found it possible?' "'Well, then, uh, go look into that,' Geddon said. "'I will gather the information I can here, "'and will have it ready the next time we meet. "'You will come in two days, yes?' "'Uh, Two days sounds fine, yes, Jenner said, the others nodding in agreement. Excellent. I will let Michelle see you out. I have much that needs my attention. Geddon shook each of their hands, reassuring them that together they could start putting an end to the problem. Geddon told them that before they left, he would have his advisor draw up a writ so that the watch would know that they were operating with the authority of the king. After that, he excused himself, leaving the way he came in. "'Well, that was easy enough,' Jenner said, turning to his companions. Mina said she could take them back out to the entrance, taking Erica's hand in hers. Erica smiled and told her that would be fine. "'The actual article itself will take a little time to draw up,' Linus said. Would it be all right if I have one of the king's pages bring it to your estate later today? Um, that'll be fine. Just send it over when it's ready. One of us will be there for the rest of the day, Jenner said. Perfect. I will make the arrangements, Linus said. They said goodbye to Michelle, allowing Mina to lead them back out of the castle. After they left... Jenner reflected on how surreal the whole experience had been. "'You're not alone in your thoughts,' Mao said once they left the castle and were on the road alone that led them back to the king's. "'I have traveled many lands, and I have never heard a castle as quiet as that one. "'It was like it was dead.' "'Maybe he just likes to keep to himself,' Christian said. That is not a luxury nobility, let alone royalty, can usually indulge in, Mal said. Jenner said he wanted to return home before going to their other meeting in the King's. He wanted to talk more with Mal over how they should proceed at this point. They bought some groceries on the way back, and Jenner cooked a late lunch while they talked strategy, which took most of the afternoon. Nothing really changed from their initial thoughts, but they all had a better idea of what they would and would not report to the king. He had given no reason to distrust him, but Mao and Jenner both said there was no reason to take chances. Once the king gave them some information on the other slavers operating within the city, they would see what they could find first. It was dark outside when they heard a knock at the door. It was a boy dressed in the liveries of the castle. He asked for Jenner, presenting him with a sealed scroll tube. Jenner thanked the boy, tipping him for the trouble, and sent him on his way. Everything seemed in order from what he could tell. He had seen a few seals of permission before, ones his father had used to carry around. The watch would give them free rein and was obligated to support them if they needed their help. Jenner was surprised to see that the king had left the signatures blank, allowing them to scribe in whoever they needed to on the parchment. Mao was hesitant and checked it for magic, but nothing was detected. They each signed their name to the bottom. Jenner took the foresight to sign Gregory and Havlin's name as well. He would have included on Brunsway, but to be official it required a last name, or a title, and none of them knew it. We only have one, though. Erica said. Just don't do anything stupid, Mal suggested. Or, if, you know, you're going to do something stupid, at least make sure we're all together when you do it, Jenner added. Mal said something in Lenise, which Christian was quite sure was uncomplimentary. Uncompl- un- they chatted a bit more, and then got some sleep. Hello, and thank you for listening to the World of Grey podcast. For any questions about the podcast or the books in general, email me at podcast at My two books, Fallen Throne and Dark Halo, are available for download on the Amazon Kindle Store for the low price of $3 apiece. I don't output a ton of updates, but when I do release one, you can find it on Facebook at josephporthos or on my website located at josephporthos.com. I hope you enjoyed today's chapter, and I look forward to you tuning in again next time. This is Joseph Porthos, signing off.